Welcome to the October 8th sermon from Clifford Baptist Church, 635 Fletcher's Level Road in Amherst. Today's scripture is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, and the sermon is entitled, Submission versus Freedom, delivered today by Pastor Jeffrey Campbell. I'm going to ask you to take his holy word and break it open with me to 1 Peter chapter number 2. Sermon number 6 in the series, Joy Along the Journey. And how many of you know that along that journey there are times of celebration and then there are times uh, that we hit words like submission. And when we see those words, it causes us to stop and to ponder and to think. And this is a, a season in the scripture of transition in God's word. And so I want you to pay very close attention because the next three sermons, church family, We're going to talk about submitting. And oftentimes in our mind, that is a negative word. But it is in areas of our life in obedience to Christ that God calls us to surrender. And to surrender not just part of the way, but everything that we have. As we break ground on this amazing scripture, I believe that this sermon brings maybe two of the most controversial things Together, religion and politics. Amen. Today, I want you to know right off the get-go, Peter did not write this letter to America. He wrote this letter to a church years and years ago that was on the run. So we must be careful. And I believe today there are some things that we can glean and learn that we can apply to religion and to politics today. Remember, this letter is to a fleeing people that is being persecuted because of their faith. They are in modern day Turkey trying to survive. There is a Roman emperor by the name of Nero who reigned from year 54 to year 68. And he was notorious not for patting Christians on the back, but for persecuting Christian people. He could have seen the early Christians as a threat to his rule. And as historians tell us, there is a lot that he done to persecute these Christians. There was a great fire in Rome. And instead of pointing the finger at the one who started the great fire in the great city, which was himself, he threw the blame on the Christian people. And so they were ran and they were persecuted because of that. This man, Nero, used public humiliation and public execution to take care of these Christians. Even in the form of pitting humans against animals to see what would happen. And those humans would be the Christians who believed in Jesus. Peter himself would be killed during Nero's reign. And tradition tells us that he was crucified upside down. Paul likely beheaded also killed during the rain and so we see many of the faithful Christians that we read about losing their life for their Lord I'm going to say this we're not too far in our country from just the same thing many say we may be years or hundreds of years I don't think it and I may even see it in my lifetime and I'm 41 I may see persecution in my lifetime for preaching the truth of the gospel I believe it is coming back but Christians today what do we do when we see the word Submission as it relates this week to the government. And here's what I want to say. Certainly, I want my God to bless 
my America, but my America does not want my God. And so God can't bless something that does not want him. And if you relate that down even to your personal life, even your marriage, if you don't want God in that, how can he bless it? And so Christians, today the call loud and clear is submission to government. Next week we'll talk about submission to the master. And the following we'll talk about wives submitting to husbands. Y'all want to show up for all three of those, I know. Don't just show up for the last one, okay? Today, take your Bible, 1 Peter chapter number 2, as we jump into a hard, hard sermon to preach. And I'm going to be honest today. Starting at verse 13, 1 Peter chapter 2, look at verses 13 and 14. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Today I have titled this message Submission versus Freedom. The first point that I want to give you today is submission is for the Lord's sake. Submission for the Lord's sake. The two words of the day, submit and freedom. The first off, submit, is the first word in verse number 13. And it's not the only time that we're going to approach this word as we study First Peter. He is laying the groundwork using a military term. That word submit is a military term in which a military man would submit to his officer. So that is the term that is used here. Often in our, time, in our minds, we view the word of submission in a negative connotation. It's bad. It must be bad if I have to submit to something. But I want to educate because God has educated me. This is a very biblical word. This submission is the exact same thing that Jesus had to do as he went to the cross. He had to submit to the Father's will. And when we think of that, submission is a very biblical word and a biblical principle that we must understand and that we must learn. As Peter is talking about submission and obedience, he opens up verse number 13, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. A message about obedience that we are to submit. Here's what our minds focus. It goes to that word submit. But our minds really need to go for the Lord's sake. We've got a testimony because Jesus Christ is in our life. And the things that we do and the things that we say and our actions represent Jesus Christ. And there are so many that get worked up in emotion or their own thoughts. They're not submitting for the Lord's sake. They're carrying out for their own sake. And so there's a difference in living your life according to your will or your own sake versus submitting to God's will and doing things for the Lord's sake. We are to be obedient people. Now listen, I want you to look at me real quick. We are to be obedient people as Christians. We are to obey the laws of the land. Now, we are living in a day where that has to be preached. 
Because there are turmoil in the streets. Why? Because people do not obey the law. They're not submitting themselves to the law. And so there's chaos all around our nation. And yet there could be a Christian remnant that is confident in their God and that believes in their God that should be prayer warriors for the situations in our country and in our land and that we need to submit for the Lord's sake. Now I know as Peter names the, the king as supreme and the governor and I know that maybe you want me to get to the president of the United States of America. Here's what I want to tell you. You may not have voted for him, but you should pray for him. That is your job as a child of God. It doesn't matter who it is. You need to pray for him. And just because he may not get our vote or he does get our vote, it is our job as Christians to pray for one another. Romans 13 echoes this. Now remember, we're reading the words of Peter. Paul writes in Romans 13, verse 1, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. You need to underline that in the Bible. When we think of submitting, it's hard for us to do. Why? Because we want control. We want control. And even when we look at a world that is out of control, we are reminded through God's word that people are put in places by God Almighty. In his sovereignty, he's in control of that. Are there times for complaining? Absolutely. But I want to tell you this. I'm no expert in politics. And that complaint department is a mile long. And sometimes the best thing you can do when things are out of your control is to pray. Pray for the leaders of this nation. Pray that we come back to an almighty God. Pray that Christians can submit not out of their own doing, but because of the Lord's sake. I am reminded today that this is not a message to lay down and roll over and play dead either. When something goes against the word of God, you better rise up and you better make it known. I want to tell you that Daniel kept praying when they told him to bow down. The three Hebrew children, they did not bow down. And yet when the time comes where it contradicts the word of God, then you rise up. But who are you submitted to today? You're not submitted to a Republican or a Democratic party. You should be submitted to Jesus Christ who is Lord of it all. I'm going to say this too, and this is about as political as you will ever hear a sermon from me. I'm going to be honest with you. You better vote. If you don't vote, you better be quiet. I'm putting it nicely. You ought to vote. You ought to vote your Christian principles, and you ought to do that. And this is the season. I'm not here to preach politics. I'm here to preach Jesus. And so today, as we look at our world in a, in a horrible state, I want you to know that we must submit to Jesus and we must do what he asks us to do. 
Don't rise up for a political candidate. Rise up for Jesus Christ. And then we can change the world. God can use you and I to do that. But we must submit to government for the Lord's sake, for His benefit. Point number two. Look at verse number 15. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Now, I'm not going to open the floor for comment on this verse, but have you ever met somebody foolish? In all seriousness, you're looking at a man that was once a fool. It's amazing what God can do. When we think about submitting, submitting can silence. That's point number two. Look at me. Don't you dare look down yet. It's so easy as Christians to be the ones that button our coat and lift our chin and think we're better than everybody else. And here's what we are called to do in verse number 15. For so is the will of God. Do you see those words? Those are powerful words. If you're trying to figure out what God's will is, so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. I have tried to argue with foolish people who do not know God. You will not win that argument. There's no use having that argument. Because unless Jesus comes in and the Holy Spirit changes, nothing good is going to come out of it anyway. The best thing I've done is shut my mouth on social media. Because social media, you will not win the argument. Peter writes, this is God's will. As we think about silencing the foolish. Now let me give you the biblical term or the biblical meaning for foolishness. Foolishness in the Bible is the man or the woman that is without God. Okay? The person without God in the Bible is considered a fool. Don't you dare, don't you dare take that name. I consider that almost in the category as cursing somebody. If you call somebody a fool... You're saying they have no parts with God. Psalm 14.1 and Psalm 53.1. David uses these words in saying this. A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. There's your biblical definition of fool. Someone that deep down in the wells of their heart, they say, I don't know God. So back to the silencing thing. When we silence the ignorance of foolish men, do you know that submitting in such a gracious way to God's will that you can silence those who don't know the Lord? Have you ever ran to that person that has been hard to talk to the Lord about? Real quick story, I was at B&W one night. Three o'clock in the morning, I worked the graveyard shift, and I was nose to nose with a man arguing why God's word was true. And he was red-faced and slobbering just like I was, and telling me it was just a glorified book. 
After that argument, I went over to him and I said, I'm so sorry that I misrepresented my God in a foolish way. And I walked away. Three months later, he showed up at this church. He's active in church today. That's just one example. That's not the norm. But you're not going to win the argument. And sometimes if we silence our lips and open our prayer life, every night as I went to work, I prayed for this man that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, would reveal himself in some way. Take Jeffrey out of the picture. God, you do the work. And it's amazing what God did and how God transformed this man's life. Peter is telling a bunch of strangers in a strange land in modern day Turkey, this is not your home. This is not your citizenship. This is not where you're going to settle down in your roots. But here's what you are to do. You are to win them with your silence. Be faithful in your silence. As I look at verse number 15. I'm not telling you not to witness. I'm not telling you any of that. But when it comes to the heated arguments, sometimes we get out of place when we take that route. The best thing that you can do is back off and pray. And God's got to do the work anyway. The hardest thing for Jeffrey to realize is Jeffrey can save no one. Jeffrey Campbell saves no one. But Jeffrey Campbell, obedient to the Lord, can tell people about Jesus Christ who will save them. And so today, maybe our prayer lives need to be filled with prayers of those people that we despise. And yet we know they need Jesus. Look at verse number 16. As free... And not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Now we look back at the word submit and now we are introduced in verse number 16 to the word free. And if you look at that, you think they're at opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Submission and freedom are two different things. But here's what I want you to know. Most situations that may be the case, but with the Word of God and with what Peter is teaching us, they're both connected. The people who are being persecuted, what do they desire? A freedom from that persecution. They want to be free from all the running and all the combat and all the killing that has taken place. They desire that freedom from that. But Paul tells the Galatian people in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Here's what I want to tell you. Freedom can be a great thing, but freedom can be a liberal thing as well. And it can be used liberally by the church and by Christians. You have a freedom in Christ. That's what the Bible teaches us. And with that freedom, you have a free will to choose different things and could go different directions. But that freedom can cost you if you get caught up in freedom. Today, in a very real way, 
You have the freedom to walk out of this door and do whatever you want to do. You can go to lunch wherever you want to go to lunch. You can make decisions about your family. You're free to do that. But what we're seeing here is, is a freedom that many people get caught up in a free to, freedom to sin. And that's where it gets in the liberal thing. Hey, I can do whatever I want to because God's going to forgive me anyway. Now, Christian, look at me. If you have that mindset, you have missed the mark of free will and freedom. We have freedom in Christ. We have freedom from sin. You don't have freedom to sin. Because Christ is the Lord of your life. The freedom that we have in Christ Jesus comes as we lay our lives down. And we lay ourselves down. And we lay our will down. And we live for Jesus Christ. That's where my freedom is rooted. Is in Christ Jesus. Amen? And when that is rooted. Friends, he calls us to do so much. Look at verse 16. As free... Not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. There it is. Don't use your freedom to do whatever you want. Or to hide things that you are doing. Don't use it as a cloak of maliciousness. But as the servants of God. Because you are free in Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You should be the chief servants. Because Jesus has changed you. Submission means submitting to Christ as Lord of it all. Don't hide behind one point or one thing. Verse number 16 teaches us this. And then as it, as it goes on, the freedom that comes from submitting. When we submit to Christ... As all, as Lord of our life, it allows Him to use us in serving the Most High God. You know the greatest form of submission, and we see it from time to time, is when somebody submits and lays down their life to Christ and accepts Him as Savior. Now let me talk to you real quick. When I think about how many years ago I did that, 26 years ago, I laid my life down. The greatest submission that I ever could do is to allow the Lord to move into my heart. But here's what I want to encourage you today. Today, if you've never submitted it all, laid it at the throne of God, then today the Holy Spirit wants residence in your heart. And today, you need to submit to that leading. The last point, verse number 17. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. There are three words that I want to focus on in verse number 17. The words fear, love, and honor. And these are the evidence of a life that is fully submitted to Christ and the freedom that they have in Christ. A life that is submitted to the Lord is one that fears God. 
You don't have to fear the king or the governor. Can I be honest with you? President Biden does not cause me to shake in my shoes. There's no foreign leader that causes me to, to shake in my shoes. I don't have to fear king or governor because I fear the Lord Jesus Christ. He is number one. And when I fear God, that's who has rule and reign over my life. It is a place out of which holiness comes. It is a place that sees God for who He is. And I believe it is a place where we are lacking in this great country of the United States of America. We no longer fear God. It's all about love. You've got to love everything or you're going to get canceled. Facebook just cut the sermon off, I know. If you don't love it all, then you're canceled in today's culture. And here's what I want. When I love my God, I do love everyone. I don't love what everyone does. I'm not called to do that. I'm to love them in Christ. I want you to underline that word, fear God. And the fear of God should rule your life and your heart. We need to keep holy what is holy. We need to keep right what is right. And that's what the government was set up to do. The early government was set up to do right and to punish the wrong and to get rid of evil. And it seems like the government has now flipped. We praise what is evil and we shun the good. And so in today's world, what do we need to do? The fear of God needs to be reinstilled in the people of God. The other words that are used here. Love the brotherhood. Love conquers so much. When we think about the brotherhood and part of the call to Jesus this past Wednesday night, we talked about it, is loving your neighbor. Now listen, I'm going to be honest with you. This sermon was written a month ago, okay? I didn't plan on teaching on loving your neighbor and putting this together, but it's amazing how God works. This Wednesday, we talked about loving your neighbor and who your neighbor really is. And friends, if we as Christians can't love our neighbor or love our brother and sister, then something is wrong. We're not in competition with one another. We're not in competition with other churches. We're not in competition with one another. We are to love and pull in beside one another. Don't compete, compare, or convince somebody that is outside to do what exactly what you are doing. In our churches, we are seeing them splintered because people are in competition. I'm going to say this on record. If anybody wants my job, you can have it, okay? You just got to go to God and deal with God. No, don't, I'm not going to. You can have it. I'm not in competition. But what we are to do as brothers and sisters is love one another. We are called to that. The last word is honor. Honor all men. And you better circle or underline the word all. 
Honor all men. You are to see all people as having value. Every person is valuable in the sight of God. They ought to be valuable to us. That doesn't mean you agree with everything they do. But you are to love them as Jesus would love them. Just like the Lord sees them, that's how we must honor all men. When the police officer writes you a ticket for speeding, you better not get mad. Because you were the one that was wrong. When I get mine, I'll do the same, okay? So many times, it's somebody else's fault. It's somebody else's. It's that person's fault that I don't come to Clifford Baptist Church. I can't sit in the same room that they sit in. If we are believers, that should not be the attitude of our heart. I'm mad at that person because of what they've done. Friends, we are to honor all people even when they believe something different. The last one is we are to honor the king. We end where we began. Submitting to the king and now we are to honor the king. Not only do we fear God and love our brothers and sisters and value others. We are to honor people in political places. And I'm going to say it once more in case you missed it in the message. If Christians would become fervent prayer warriors. Even when we don't agree or support, God just may shake up our nation. Do you believe that God can change people? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit can work? Do you believe that your nation is a great nation? You ought to fall down before a holy God and be a prayer warrior for it. It does not mean you have to agree. I don't agree with the president on a lot of things. But I can pray for him. I can pray for God to change his heart. And I'm going to echo it one more time. Christians, you are not called to lay down and be trampled on. When the government goes against God's word, that is your permission. That is your permission. Today... I'm going to be honest with you. This is the most nervous I've ever been preaching a sermon. Because I'm not a political guy. I go and I do my part. And I want you to make sure that you do yours. If you want to talk politics, I'll talk it with you. But I'm not going to talk it from the pulpit of the church. I will speak to the issues of the day. And how we need to handle that. But here's what I want you to do. Maybe today's message is simply calling people to submit and pray for the people that are in our government. Whether we voted for them or not. I believe just as God Almighty is the same yesterday and today and forever. The message that Peter was telling of people that were going into a strange land about submitting to the government is important to a people in their own land in the United States of America today. I'm not here to bash our country. I've got a brother that has fought on foreign field for, for this nation. I'm passionate about my country, but I'm passionate about my God more. 
2,000 years ago, Peter told a people, submit to your governing bodies. Because through that, you may change the world. I don't want to look. I don't want you to raise your hand. And this morning in the moment of invitation, I want to ask the question. How many of you are fearful of a world that your children and your grandchildren are going to grow up in? I'm deathly afraid. But that does not call me to, cause me to give up and throw in the towel. Because the Bible says for such a time as this, throughout God's word, he has allowed people to rise to the occasion. And it was the Christian people who led the charge. It was the faithful in God who led the charge. And so this morning, in a very real way, I'm calling the people of God to rise up and pray for your country, your leaders, your nation. First in submitting to God, and then submitting to those in the leadership. Today, in a moment of invitation, as we bow before the Lord, I'm going to leave a moment of silence. I want you to pray for your country and leaders then. Because it starts with you and I. Today, possibly even the greatest need in the room is the one who needs to submit as Savior. Submit to Jesus as Savior. And you don't understand submission until you've laid your life down and you've accepted the Lord into your heart. Today, if there is somebody in this room, the Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God. If you're a sinner in this place and you just need to trust that Jesus died for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day to give you life. It's not just a simple prayer. It's, it's understanding that He wants a relationship with you. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about submitting and the relationships of government and of work and of marriage. But the greatest place of submission in all three of these sermons is submitting your life to the Savior. Today, if you need to do that, here is the clear call to come to Jesus and lay it down. Christian today, maybe the challenge in the message is to be a prayer warrior for this great nation. And that, get, that the Lord Almighty might use a little community of, of Clifford and Amherst and Nelson and Lynchburg to raise up a charge of people that love the Lord and that can change this world. Who knows what our kids are going to be. They could be the next godly president of the United States of America. Praise be to God. Will we be the prayer warriors that put that before God Almighty? Let us go to him and pray. Father God, Lord, thank you. Lord, today I'm not here to apologize for your holy word. But God, I just want to pray over the people of God right now in this place. That have watched a message live stream. Lord, they've heard the clear call of submitting to government. God, thank you, Lord, for how you're going to use this moment of invitation. Lord, maybe it will draw us to your throne, to pray for those people that are connected to us that we have had bitter confrontation with. 
Lord, maybe it will bring us to your throne to pray for our our nation. Pray for our children and our grandchildren. Pray for the Christian remnant to rise up in this great nation and to bring great leaders. That God, you can write another story using godly people in this day. God, that's my prayer. I pray for my two boys who will face a hard world. But they can face it with a faithful God. God, I pray for their faith. Not the world will be easier, but their faith will be made stronger. God, will you make our faith stronger in this place as we submit to you totally and fully now at the foot of the cross. Amen. Clifford Baptist Church invites you to join us for worship every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For more information about our church, please call our church office at 434-946-0555.